I'm Mark. And I'm Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. We got something good today. I'm really yeah, looking forward man. to this. You know, we talked about the J.J. Abrams cut in... Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker and cut well, for Justice well, I League. Had, I had, yeah, those... So, what we're talking about today is the League script for Colin Trevorrow's Star Wars film. Because originally, Colin, like we talked about, Colin Trevorrow was supposed to direct Episode Nine. He split with Disney over creative differences. Correct. Apparently, Kathleen Kennedy, who runs Lucasfilm for Disney, was not liking any of the scripts that were coming her way. They were going through numerous rewrites, and it was just taking too long, so she scrapped it. Now I'm wondering what the fuck she was thinking, thinking. after reading yeah. the scripts, because... They have leaked online. Numerous versions of the rewrites and stuff have leaked online. So a lot of the stuff that we're going to read and talk about has changed over time. There's constantly new information coming out. But right. I feel there's enough that we can dissect a little bit and talk about. But it was like we talked about before how I would kill for a Zack Snyder Justice League. And I want to, if there's exactly. alternate universe, I would love to see an alternate universe that has that movie. This is now added to the list of movies I would have loved to see. While I liked Rise of Skywalker, after reading all this information, you can clearly tell why Colin Trevorrow got a writing credit. Oh, yeah. The two, the two of them, uh, Colin Trevorrow and... Uh, Eric yeah. Connolly. They, they both got writing credits on this movie, which, if you go on... We urge you to go on and find out about this. Watch a YouTube video. Go find the script somewhere. Oh, it's on Reddit. You've seen well, it. the plot points are on Reddit, and then a, several YouTubers, like yeah. you were just telling me there was a YouTube video out there that's two hours two long, long yeah. that breaks down the whole script, dialogue, exactly. and everything, which I want to go watch that now. And if you hear that you'll see so much that they took from that script <laughs> as we joke around they took stuff from the script and then screwed it up oh yeah they did. <laughs> well like, they took they took what was essentially the best parts of that script and wove it into their own story with emperor palpatine and everything but it just didn't work it was it clunky and yes. like we talked about we liked the movie but we felt it could have been more time spent on it right now knowing what we know this would have been a better movie because he spent a lot of time on this and he had a solid story, but I think Disney wanted a bigger, more epic finale, which J.J. tried to give him. But this had epic in it. This and it, had it, an oh awesome finale. Gosh. It wasn't yeah. the end of a Skywalker saga as a whole, no. like they were trying to sell Rise of Skywalker, which in a sense, Rise of Skywalker is the end of the Skywalker saga, and but it doesn't make sense because yeah. Ray is now taking on the Skywalker name. Right. Whatever. I digress. But this one had some amazing good ideas that were fresh like The Last Jedi. I just think Disney was scared. Oh, they were scared of a couple of things in this. If you see, if you look at the script, it's a bit darker. Yeah. It's a bit more serious yes. than I think Disney wanted to go. There are certain things in this that make lesser characters more important. Mm-hmm. That make Finn's, for instance, is going is the leader of the resistance in these in this new script. He goes through and finds all these uh, and converts all these uh, stormtroopers into resistance fighters. Yeah, Rose has a bigger part in it. Oh, Rose all has these, a way I bigger mean, part. Yeah. yeah, which so, was one of my major complaints for Rise yes. of Skywalker. She got like five Dister- minutes yeah. of footage time when she, she when this one she had huge missions that she wanted. Hell, the movie, from what I'm reading here, the movie opened with her and BB-8 on that uh, mission to go infiltrate a moon base or something. Exactly. But the opening call alone is vastly different than what was in Rise of Skywalker. Do you have that up? Yeah, I do actually have it up. I'm about to read it. Yeah. But Rise of Skywalker, we talked about this earlier, how 
it just started with the dead speak. Emperor Palpatine is back. It's like, why Why would you tell us that? Like, opening <laughs> crawls in Star Wars movies were only meant to give you, like, kind of like a brief synopsis of what happened between the last movie and this one. It was right. never meant for huge plot reveals like the Emperor's back. Like, why exactly. would you bring that up? All of a sudden. Bam. And then, ta-da. Like, one of my major complaints about Rise of Skywalker is that Kylo Ren was never really the supreme leader. He was still just Kylo Ren doing Kylo Ren things. Like, yeah, they give you a few brief things here and there. But in this movie, he is a supreme leader. He is laying oh, yeah. down that iron fist, oh, and yeah. he is whooping ass at it. So the, the opening crawl starts with the iron grip of the First Order has spread to the farthest reaches of the galaxy. Only a few scattered planets remain unoccupied. Traitorous acts are punishable by death. Determined to suffocate a growing unrest, supreme leader Kylo Ren has silenced all communication between neighboring systems. Led by General Leia Organa, the Resistance has planned a secret mission to prevent their annihilation and forge a path to freedom. From that that right there, that should tell you everything you need to know about this movie. That it was going to be one hell of a ride, Mm -hmm. and we got snubbed on it. We did. We got snubbed. And I wish, personally, the script would never have leaked, because after having read it and seen it, it changed my whole opinion on Rise of Skywalker, making me think, damn, I missed out on something truly special and that end, that would have ended this trilogy on a high good note. That was better put together. Yes. Less, you know, boxy, less all choppy, cut up and yeah. choppy and everything like that. I mean, and it incorporated all some of, a lot of the best things that were in Rise of Skywalker. Yep. I mean, they took some of those, a lot of those elements from down to the... Scene at the end where all the ships come in and mm-hmm. save the day. Yep. I mean, it's a lot of things. But well, they, so that was that was supposed to be the big epic final battle of the Save the Galaxy. Yeah. But in this movie, there was a big final epic battle that took place on Coruscant that sounded so much cooler. And it was an air battle and a land battle. Yeah. So, I mean, it was, you know, you got both fronts going at the same time. I think that would have been more what the fans would have wanted. So, now, this is a this is going to be the point. The one I'm about to read was the first script that leaked. And I'm going to read some key points here. It The draft was dated for 12-16-16, which was a week before Carrie Fisher's death. Correct. And they obviously they were going to have to change a few things. Because Carrie Fisher's character... Leia played a huge part in the story. This was supposed oh, yeah. to be Leia's movie, like how Force Awakens was Han, Last Jedi was Luke's. Right. This was supposed to be Carrie's right. final hoorah. Obviously, that wouldn't have played out. And I've read the script changes that were going into play, and I can't find the article to save my life, but they had changed a few things. And we'll kind of mention the few things that we have read that they had changed in later script drafts compared to this one. But as a whole, it pretty much stayed the same. Mm-hmm. So here's some of the big talking points and mark feel free to interject if you heard if you remember something different than what i'm reading the movie opens on a shipyard with bb-8 and rose infiltrating that uh, shipyard on a moon where the first order builds their ships and it has uh finn and poe there as well and then ray arrives to come rescue them because they were getting into some trouble well they end up um exploding the whole factory and stealing a star destroyer which would right. have been cool to see. Well, they had tried to really explode the whole factory. Yeah. They didn't end up doing it because they oh, were yeah, going to send it up the to the rings. Wrong, yeah. yeah. And the plan went wrong and the the force the order stopped them. Yeah. And then they ended up uh stealing Ray gets Ray helps them out, gets them on this ship and there's it's barely manned. Yeah. So she uh mind controls the folks, Jedi mind controls everybody yeah. and gets them to get them out of there. Which they so, use that in yeah. 
the Rise of Skywalker where she and they made a joke it's like oh she do that to us yeah I don't know I don't know and yeah <laughs> that was funny but one of the big reveals was is that Rey had built her own lightsaber out of her staff and Luke's old lightsaber what? which would have been so Broken much cooler yes. instead of her just rebuilding Luke's lightsaber like even when we did a review for Rise of Skywalker that was one of my gripes is like why would you even do that that doesn't yeah, even make sense it doesn't make sense why would everyone you else that? has their own lightsaber yeah why don't you own. go have your own like you're supposed to be your own Jedi why are you doing this so they end up stealing the Star Destroyer and then it cuts to uh, the Knife Nine which is the Knights of Ren the Knights of Ren Correct. were supposed to have a um, way more expanded role in this movie of hunting down Rey. Kylo yeah. sent them to go hunt Rey specifically. It says they were supposed to have... Each individual was going to have their own personalities yeah. and stuff. And Not one just was, be these voiceless, yeah. faceless One troopers. was going to be like the direct enemy of Kylo Ren. Yeah, he's supposed to... That was supposed to be the big bad at the yeah, end of the movie. Exactly. Instead of... There is no Palpatine in this movie. Like There was no. never a hint of Palpatine in this movie. So after they steal the Star Destroyer, it cuts to, like we said, the Knife Nine, and then it cuts to Coruscant, and that's where a huge chunk of the movie was take place. That feels to me like a missed opportunity, because Coruscant would have been so cool to see how it's aged and progressed yeah. since the original or the prequel trilogy, after the Emperor's been through it, after the New Republic's been through exactly. it, all that, it would have been really cool to see what happened to it, but... The description of it says, No longer vibrant city, the new structures are built atop the Arc Code structure of the Old Republic, which was in the prequel trilogy. Occupied by the First Order now, they have a Citadel Palace there. Citizens are scavengers now, Hux is now Chancellor Hux, and is addressing this Kova, a traitor who helped resist, still Star Destroyer. Kova is executed with a light blade guillotine. Right. So Hux is in charge of Coruscant. Like, he has more right. expanded role. Over- in reading everything. this and Hux's character in the script... He was way better in this than he was in oh, Rise Skywalker. What he did in Rise Skywalker was very out of character. He was he was incredibly Weasley. Yeah. He's been Weasley since he's been introduced. I mean, yeah. but he was so much more Weasley in all of these movies than he would have been in this script. Yeah, way more Weasley. So then it goes on to say Hux and Commander Selleck have a meeting with several alien warlords. First Order has allies. They are aware of Rey being the last Jedi. Council wants to know where Kylo Ren is. He's off doing his own thing. Right. Hux only knows he has gone searching for something of great power. So, remember in the beginning of Rise of Skywalker, we was off hunting for mm-hmm. that tracker, pretty much, to find the the hidden world that Palpatine was on. Sith Holocron. Yeah, yeah th- this one, he went hunting for a Sith Holocron that had some information that he wanted. Well, he's on a hunt alone for it with a Darth Maul-esque droid, which that just sounds cool. crazy. And he's got beard, like stubble beard going mm-hmm. on in the king. He's been on this mission for a while. And Kylo's being haunted by Luke's Force Ghost, yes. which we never got to see because one of the big things at the end of the Last Jedi was "I'll be seeing you around, kid,", kid. Yeah. and then Luke never appears never to him. Appears so like, yeah, what a oh my god, that was so on. cool. And Luke's trying to convince him to go back to Leia. Kylo's big thing is he's going to be more powerful than any Jedi, even even Luke. So he goes to Vader's temple, which would have been cool to see because we mm-hmm. saw that in Rogue One. Right. And that would have just tied this together. Well, like Disney's big thing is like, we want to build a cinematic universe out of this. We want to expand the Star Wars lore. Why not tie it all together? We barely got to Make see Vader's castle. Uh, right. You know, Kylo going hard on some people and they're trying to get to something. Would have been cool as shit to see in oh, Vader's definitely. castle. Especially with Vader's old decor and everything. Yeah. Been amazing. So he finds a Sith holocron, which reveals a, holog- a hologram of Palpatine. Excuse me. There was reference to Palpatine, but he is nowhere near alive. It's just a hologram. Right. Recording for Vader. Palpatine is a contingency for Vader if Luke kills him. 
Vader is to take Luke to Remnicor system to see Torvalum, Master of Sith, Palpatine's teacher. Which, that would have been cool within itself awesome. to see. Because we always thought that Darth Plagueis was, was Sidious's yeah. teacher. Exactly. But come to find out, it was this guy. So Kylo goes and... Well, the holocron explodes and just damages Kylo's Kills, face I mean, even more than he already was. It explodes with force lightning. So it, it tells you that it... Red makes force him, lightning. Yeah, yeah. It makes him kind of look almost Palpatine-esque, Sidious-esque. Yeah. Uh, in his face. So he's very disfigured and very hurt by this. Yeah. And then so it cuts back to the resistance base. Leia's introduced as she feels what's happening to Ben. Chewie and a person named Lieutenant Connix tell Leia that the Kuwait team is back. They're shocked to see a Star Destroyer which has landed onto the planet. Ray has a funny moment using the mind trick on the Force Order officers who are still on the ship. Ray confides in Finn that she doesn't feel like she has what it takes to be a Jedi and can't live up to everyone's expectations. Which she kind of went through in Rise of Skywalker mm-hmm. too. Finn asks her if she still senses Kylo. Ray confesses that she's been having nightmares. Finn asks if it's Kylo. Ray says she can't explain their connection. Finn goes on with some dialogue saying you have to shut him out. He won't change. He can't. It's too late. And she goes, it's never too late to change. She wasn't giving up on him no matter what. that was the words that he told her. Yeah. You know, that uh, Finn had told her. Yeah. Yeah. Resistance realizes that the Star Destroyer still has most of its weapons, tanks, TIE fighters, all that good stuff that they need. Only missing pieces and army to use it. Rey is researching the Jedi text from Mach 2, which she had in Rise of Skywalker. Uh, discovers that under Coruscant Jedi Temple, there is a communication system called a Force Beacon, which just sounds kind of yeah. cool. Uh, from the Old Republic that can send a signal to 50 planets. They plan to use it to get their allies. First Order can't stop it since it predates Imperial Tech. Rey's line is, hope is all we have left. Which, that from that premise alone, that setup is already cooler. It's... It's very much the dictatorship that the First Order was and raises the stakes that these guys have taken control for a short period of time and they've already wrecked so much damage. Right. And these guys are doing everything in their power to reconnect and show like, hey, we tried to warn you when the last day was going. We tried to call for help because these guys were bad guys. Exactly. Now you're living it, but they cut mm-hmm. us off. But now... We need to band together. Yeah, and now... This movie really calls to the fact that the people in the universe are finally tired. Yes. Of being run over by Dictators, the emperors, yeah, by the first order, by all these people, and they want to fight back. Yeah. So, well, then the Force Ghost Luke appears as Ray trains, and that was one of my gripes: is why did Luke only appear once to Ray? That's exactly like why? Right. Why not? Why did I Leia mean, train her? And I get that's what they were trying to do to give Carrie Fisher more to do in the mm-hmm. movie, since they only had so much stock footage, and they did what they could with it, but. Luke being a force ghost would have been much more, much more sense to train Rey than most definitely yeah, Leia. But she he appears in front of Le- Rey as she trains. Luke is pushing Rey to get stronger in the force while he is pushing Kylo to let Ben out. Kylo makes it back to Coruscant. His face is all messed up. Mandalorian armor, which is Beskar steel from watching mm-hmm. Mandalore or Mandalorian, is smelted and has been applied to his face, which just, right. that just that sounds just cool. He's fighting uh, he, for his life. He's he confronts Hux up. and belittles him, saying he doesn't need tiles. He's pretty much still being the same asshole. He's always been to Hux, which is good because Hux is just a weasel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray to Luke as they train balance. The dark suffocates the light. Light extinguishes the dark over and over again. How is that balance in the Force? Which right. that was a big point in this movie, and they will get to it eventually, but... Ray ultimately ends up finding the balance in the Force. Well, within herself. Yeah. She is the balance of the Force. You know, we've talked about this, and back, going back to Freddie Prince's rant. Yeah. You know, okay, you can tell who's going to win by this, by 
who who's going to win in the next movie by what happens in the last movie because you're looking at okay is the dark side getting too strong okay they've got to balance that out with light side winning this thing this battles this you know the end of this and i i thought it was a good ending you know i know we talked about it in the force of, uh the rise of skywalker. skywalker review that you we wanted Kylo Ren to have a happy ending. Yeah. And all these guys have a happy ending. I'm like, you know, you can't have that because she is the embodiment yeah. of the light and the dark. And that makes sense. But by the same token, you still, in her questioning, it's like, wait a second. None of this makes as much sense as we think it does. Yeah. Well, for Rise of Skywalker, Ben and her who would have a happy ending would have made a lot more sense than this one. In that one. Reading yeah, this so, one, it's yeah. like, yeah. Ben had to die. Had to like, go. Kylo Ren has to die in this one, and he ultimately ends up doing that, but we'll get to that. Luke responds with, I know that anger my father had too. Rey goes on to say, so my master, so and his master before him, a thousand masters so eager to tell us how to live. She's pretty much getting fed up yeah. with the whole, this is the way it has to be. Clearly it's not working, it's, and she knows exactly. it's not working. <laughs> exactly. Which calls back to The Last Jedi of, the past has to die, let it die. Kylo Ren's big right. M.O. And she seems to have picked up on that. And the rest of the exchange between Ray and Luke is basically Ray trying to back away from being a Jedi. She admits she is a no one, and Luke trying to convince her. He says the Force is speaking to her, which ultimately you end up finding out she really is a no one. You find out her last name in this one. She's like Solana, Solana, something yeah. like that. She's it's not a power buddy. She's literally yeah. a nobody, and I think that would have ultimately worked, better, especially in the script. It would have worked so much better than trying to ham us with oh Palpatine had a kid. That you never knew about. And yeah, they shoehorned. They shoehorned. The more you read this, and the more you look at the uh, Rise, of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, they shoehorned a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, they, they pushed they hard. Just, oh my gosh. Back to Kylo. He and Hux continue to snipe at each other. Kylo says he's leaving again, but not before telling Hux the power he discovered will make destroying planets insignificant. Kylo's asked order Hux find the resistance, wipe them out, leave the girl to me. So then this is where they split up into two teams. Like mm-hmm. the resistance gets their missions, and they go into two teams. So if team A is Rose, Finn, R2, and 3PO going to Coruscant to light the beacon. Team B, which is Ray, Poe, and Chewie going to a planet to find someone to help Ray figure out what she needs to do. Kylo is going to a Sith planet, Remnicor, but, uh, but before he leaves Coruscant, he takes Vader's mask and says he understands Vader now. You allowed to love to cloud your judgment, and he throws Vader's mask off a balcony and shatters. Pretty much him saying, I'm no longer going to follow your suit. I'm doing my own thing, which would have been cool within itself, too, which they took... In Rise of Skywalker, that mass right, shattering. Right. Uh, going back to Remnicor, Remnicor is actually in the animated series and comic books and stuff. They said it was more of an ethereal place. It was it existed in the Force, yeah, but not really inside the galaxy, out in the universe. Really, it was it was a place you could go to in the Force. Yeah, and uh, they end up both getting led there. Yeah. Well, okay, so Leia stays at the base overseeing the Resistance. Before Rey leaves, she and Leia have an exchange, which obviously, like we talked about, this was before Carrie Fisher died. Right. Um, I wonder if she would have lived, if this would have been this movie they would have made. I bet that was part of the problem, too. I bet. Colin Trevorrow was running into a wall having to rewrite this movie without Carrie Fisher in mind. A big part of the movie had Carrie Fisher in its place. I agree. They have a conversation about if they're still good in Kylo, Leia is skeptical, but Ray believes in her Jedi training. Uh, Leia says, you're not like my father or my brother. You're new. Whatever happens, remember the force chooses you, Ray. Your story isn't written by anyone else. 
So clearly the Force is acting through this nobody in a really good way. And like we're about to get about uh, get to, Ray gets some cool shit happening oh, with her. Yeah, yeah she. And I would have loved to have seen that double-bladed staff. Oh, yeah. So here's where stuff starts to really run through this script because they start to summarize a whole lot more. So I'm going to skim through this as fast as I can. Uh, we'll, we'll add notes as we go. First Order tracks down Stolen Star Destroyer to Korolov, which where the Resistance was. They escape. Team Ace successfully infiltrates the Jedi Temple and turn on the beacon, cut to different places around the galaxy receiving the signal. There was a boss cameo. Yes. Which would have been cool. That would have been nice, too. But actually, sad little note, the guy that played Bosk in Empire Strikes Back, he died. Yeah, Yeah, just a a day or so ago. It is then cut off by the First Order. Team A then flee into the underbelly of Coruscant. Team B are being pursued by the Knife Nine, which is the Knights of Run Shipped, and eventually reach the planet Bonadon. Kylo reaches Remnicor and converts Torvalum, 7,000-year-old alien of unknown origin, spainly intense, sinewy muscle, very Lovecraftian. Now... You can find this anywhere. They are posting concept art. Oh, like con- it's awesome! All dude. over the internet. And it is awesome. I've seen the concept art for that Torvalum guy, and he looks creepy. Right. Like he looks something like the Sith would imagine. Yeah, he does. Kylo ben- begins training with Valum. Ode to Empire Strikes Back cave scene. Kylo fights Vader. Fight is brutal, and Kylo loses. That would have been cool to see. Yes, that would have been like just imagine Kylo Ren in his mask. Fighting Darth Vader all suited up like the black on black with the yeah. red lightsabers. That would have looked so cool. I wish we could have seen Taking that. Taking on a former point. mentor, a former his idol, idol, yeah. And, you know, who he threw away. He said, I'm not following you anymore. Now he's and then going, he gets his ass beat yes. by him. <laughs> still your uh, daddy. Yeah, sorry, still your granddaddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bonadon Poe takes Ray to see a seer who can pull information out of her memories. The seer pulls a star chart out of Ray's mind from her visions with Kylo. Knights of Ren show up and fight Rey in a lightsaber battle. She defeats them and Team B escapes. Both Rey and Kylo eventually get to Mortis. Leia asks Lando if he will organize the smugglers and fight back. So uh, Lando was in this movie as well. Yeah. Which he was supposed to be anyways. Rose is captured and tortured by the First Order but able to escape. Finn, R2-3PO start a citizens upriding on Coruscant around the First Order Citadel and Palace. Leia brings the force to her forces to Coruscant to battle the First Order. Massive space battle, ground battle... Return the Jedi style. Chewie flies an X-Wing, which would have been cool to see a big old... In an X-Wing. Yeah. Wookiee in a fit. <laughs> yeah. He's all hunched down yeah. and fur coming <laughs> out the sides. Rey and Kylo battle on Mortis using force energy that can pull from each other. Like, kind of like how Palpatine pulled pour, yes. the life force from them. At some point, it's revealed Kylo killed Rey's parents at the behest of Snoke. Towards the end, Luke, Obi-Wan, Yoda appear as force goats to save Ben, but are unsuccessful. Ben is extinguished. That's kind of where... It, Ends, but one final note that Han Solo did appear in the script and does confront Kyle at some point. Now, we actually end up finding out later that there was more script rewrites. And one of the script rewrites is that Kylo Ren did end up having a redemption of sorts. Ben came back to the light. Right. In part because of all the other characters. And Kylo Ren actually had a new mask. And I've seen the mm-hmm. the concept art for it. And it looked cool. Uh, cool yeah, yeah. It, was, it was cool as crap looking. Um but there was a lot more different details that kind of came out as time went on. And that movie just seemed so much better. One of the other big details was you end up finding out that one of the Knights of Ren is actually a big bad guy. I don't remember her name. But she turns and tries to kill Kylo Ren, especially when he tries to redeem himself. Right. And they end up having the big fight with her. And Kylo or Ben ends up giving his life for Rey again. Right. But they never really have that kiss moment. They're still kind of a platonic relationship 
if I believe, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it just seems so much cooler. Like I was telling Mark, I was like, they could have just, JJ could have literally taken that script. And if he was so dead set on keeping the Palpatine surprise, like keeping Palpatine in that movie, he could have had a clone of Palpatine, like a younger clone of Palpatine, been one of the Knights, Knights of, Ren, of Ren, hidden yeah, the whole that, time. Yes. And so, kind of just, you know, manipulating from the shadows and then being like, hey, I've been here this whole time. I was still the one puppeting Snoke. I may not be the original Palpatine, Palpatine but, but I, st- I, I got still, his spirit inside yeah. me. I'm going to rule the galaxy. You've already set everything in place for me. And then still had that epic final Palpatine battle. Like, yeah, he was still the big bad. And it would have made a whole lot more sense than, oh, Palpatine's back from the dead, everybody. Woo woo. Like, no. Yeah, and there's, like I said, there's an, another one that there's some little rewrites on it that where Kylo Ren is, Ray is beating Kylo Ren, beating Kylo Ren, mm-hmm. and he's about to die. And he stretches out his hand and starts just absorbing the life force out of her. Yeah. And you see him heal himself. Uh, the his the armor falls off of him and it's all new skin and everything like that underneath. Kind of like, like they killing did her. Uh, Rise of Skywalker when she gave him some of her life right. force and his face healed. But, but this was, was in board strenuous. <laughs> yeah. Um, a big plot point in some of the other scripts we read, some of the script we read, read is that Ray found the balance. She balanced the light and the dark side of the Force inside of her. She was right. the middle ground. She was the Jedi at that point in time. And the movie was supposed to end with Ray on a planet teaching the next generation of Jedi. Okay, she was right. supposed. And one of the concept art pieces I saw was her turning around and walking down a field of grass, and there was kind of like. Hobbit style houses coming out of the ground, but more intricate. Right. With you could see younglings training in the background. Okay. And you know one of the big things was you saw in the final battle the Force Ghost appeared to her to help her, and they told her you are the balance in the Force. You are the new Jedi. You are what this has always needed to be: the balance, the middle between light and dark. Mm-hmm. And that would have been so much more, I guess a finale that you needed than what we got because you never really explicitly said like oh everybody told us she was the balance but it was never really shown that she was the balance and this one she had her own internal thing where it showed that she became the middle between the light and the dark Mm -hmm. which she was always kind of building towards because she was always trying like in Last Jedi and The Force Awakens she was always trying to be a good light person well she was and she was drawn to the dark darkness exactly I I think you know honestly I do believe they she told us this, and and they kind of showed us in uh, Rise of Skywalker that she was the middle, yeah, and that she was the jet, the you know, not necessarily the Jedi, but the balance of the Force. Yeah, I mean, you know, we didn't want to call her a Jedi, but it's like, okay, she was the both middle sides. Yeah, so it made sense in that aspect that well, this was more of a finite one ending left. than in the Rise of Skywalker because this showed that she found the middle ground there was no reason to fight anymore between right. Sith and Jedi because she found the middle she found the median that everybody could follow then to where there would be no need for Sith or Jedi anymore right she found where the peace was where the, where the was. balance was and if she could go on from that point teaching those younglings then there would never thing. be a need for it exactly. exactly there would be no two sides so they could like I said if they really wanted this to be the end of the Skywalker saga, this is how it should have been. Right. She should have been her own person. She shouldn't mm-hmm. have taken on the Skywalker name. She should have just been Rey Solana. She should have 
Kylo Ren should still have died. This would have yeah. made more sense than this one, like we talked about already. No Palpatine connection. No Palpatine no. connection. And like I said, even if they did want the Palpatine connection, I came up with that on the spot. Like you could have just they right. could have they could have done something like something. that. Not just yep, he's back. Fuck it, we're going there. I'm like cool. All right, I'm in. And now realizing what I realized, I'm not in anymore. I'm a little upset. No, yeah, I would say this is uh, hindsight's twenty twenty, but man. New information gives you a better yes. perspective yes. of things. Well, one of the things that bothered me, and I read this comment, and it really sat with me, was that somebody wrote, oh, well, no wonder they didn't trust him. This is the mastermind behind Book of Henry, which was Colin Trevorrow's movie between Jurassic World and what was supposed to be Episode Nine, And it was not a very well-received movie. I haven't seen it. I haven't either. But I've read the plot, and it seemed like a decent flick. But you shouldn't judge somebody just based off one movie. Every director has and that one movie that failure. just people don't care about. Yeah. That one failure. Now, episode nine is JJ's one failure by mm-hmm. comparison to his other movies. Exactly. So everybody's always going to have that one movie that they're just like, damn, I could have done better with that one. So you can't, I mean, that's not fair to say to Colin Trevorrow because he brought a, back a franchise that had been sitting in dust for years. Mm-hmm being Jurassic Park and turn it turn into Jurassic into, World yeah. and a billion dollar franchise in which he's now about to return to for the third movie exactly. which I think he also had a hand in writing the story or giving the story details that he wanted to the second movie's director Jay Barano and saying okay this is where I need you to go for the third one because he was kind of the mastermind behind it and that's what I told you that was needed for the Disney movies to have succeeded mm-hmm. was that mastermind behind right. all three saying all three. this is what we need to uh-huh. do and that he that guy's a writer. He knows what he's yeah. doing, and that just proved even more. And JJ's a good writer too, but I think they try to do a hodgepodge, quick shamble. Oh my God, we're in deep water. We need to get this going, type mess, and we ended up with Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah, and Which, it was. I mean, like you said, knowing what we know now, it was a mess. Yeah, it, it was, was a mess. A I mess. mean, we we already knew it was kind of a mess. Like we said, yeah. the first half was just rough. It yeah. was cut and oh, just all oh, constant. All and over then the place. Come to find out, I actually read an article today saying the reason it was such a mess is because there was so many reshoots on there. They were trying to simplify it and dumb it down. No, mm-hmm. you don't need to dumb that down. You need to give me as much disposition and exposition yes. as you can possibly give me to make yes, this make sense. People are not as stupid as you think they are. Give them whatever you need to give them to sell them on this bullshit you're trying to sell me. And it would have been okay. But no, and like we talked about, it needed that three-hour runtime. I think yes. Rise of Skywalker would have been good if you gave it the three-hour runtime or longer. You would have given us the exposition disposition we needed, and you would have spent a little more time finessing the story details. I agree. Having stolen what they stolen from this script and turning and it into turn their own it, stuff, that, it was this was better. You could have just taken that script, rewrote Lilia scenes to make it work, and then interjected Palpatine if they were so dead set on that, and it would have worked. Well, you needed more of what this movie was going for. And yeah. I, like we talked this about, script was it for, felt yeah. like a tonal shift from what Force Awakens was and Last Jedi was. Yes. It was a shift and it showed. This one felt more in line with those with movies. With those two. Which yeah. was surprising. It, it could have been a great movie. It could have probably been one of the better Star Wars movies in oh, the saga. By looking at that and looking at the concept art, I mean, man... Yeah, it would have been a great movie. I would have just been thrilled to see Finn leading that charge on Coruscant. Certainly. Well, another big one that I read, too, and I'm amazed it didn't show it in there, but when Hux knew they were about to lose and 
Finn was leading that charge on Coruscant, he killed himself with a lightsaber. Right. Japanese, yeah. sem- uh, which was parkour style. Which was whose lightsaber? Mace Windu's lightsaber, exactly. which would have been really cool. He had, he had, and then the other guy could still hear Mace Windu in my head going, "Yeah, yeah motherfucker!" <laughs> <laughs> but I just it depresses me seeing this again because, like I told you, one of my big, one of my fav- uh, least favorite things about the film industry is that you have such opportunities and they put it to shambles because they're so concerned about making money. You should just be concerned about making a good movie. If you make a good movie. People are gonna show. They are they gonna will. show. It's been shown time and time again. And studios have been shown to be wrong on numerous occasions. They didn't think Deadpool was gonna be a financial success. They weren't willing to back a rated R Logan movie. Right. They weren't willing to give Zack Snyder his time for Justice League. They weren't. I mean, it just the list goes on and on. And yet, it's shown time and time again that they are just wrong. Every nobody ever said. Everybody ever always said there's never going to be a Avengers movie because it's impossible to pull off. And now look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This is the number one highest grossing franchise Princess of ever, all time. And you ever. think Kevin Feige it listens will be to anybody for a else? Long time. Yeah, you think Kevin Feige listens to anybody else but himself? No. no, he doesn't, and it shows. That man knows what he's doing, and he doesn't take anybody else's flack for it. He doesn't take Disney's flack for it because he doesn't have to. Exactly. He leads the studio. You need more people like him in charge of studios that are willing to say, "I don't care." What it takes, we are making this movie a good movie. We are not just doing it for the money. The money is the bonus that keeps us going, obviously. But the movie and the story come first. That's and the whole that thing. is what they are missing from here. Yes, because too many studios lose sight of the art. Yes. I mean, movie making, uh, script writing, all these things. Directing is are art forms. Acting is an art form. Yeah. If you take away the art form and you rush everything, and you sit back and you go, oh, how much does it make? Yeah. How much is it gonna make? How much is it gonna make? How much is it gonna You destroy everything good about a movie. Well let like you just said, let the money be the byproduct. Yes. Well I think they're in such a rush to make that money because the movie industry is hurting. Well, yeah. Because of streaming, because of torrenting, all that crap. Right. Which we are I I hate it. It drives me bonkers. It dri- I mean nothing will ever beat going to the cinema. But if you are making movies that are so focused on the story and representing a good, amazing movie, then people are going to start to understand, okay, maybe it's worth just going to the theater to see this and see instead, instead of seeing it on my 12-inch phone. Exactly. Why not just go to the theater and see this on a huge screen, screen like it was meant to be? And then maybe they'll realize that you know if you start caring about the consumer more, the consumer will start caring about, about you, you more. more. It's yeah. just that leap of faith that you have to take and hope that they take it with you. Right. But unfortunately, because the way it is now, when you do put out those movies and they're few and far between, everybody else just thinks it's the regular, normal crap that you're going to see on every other day. Right. And guess what you're going to do? And the, people are just going to stream it. I mean, one yeah. of the best movies of the past uh, decade for me was Dread. And that movie right. was so good. It was so underrated. It was. And it didn't even get a sequel because they didn't, I mean, they didn't. I don't remember seeing much marketing for it. I don't remember seeing much of anything because they didn't believe in it. And it was a great movie with a great story. Yeah. They didn't believe in it, I think, because the Sylvester Stallone version of (laughs) Judge Dredd killed the idea of the second Judge Dredd. That's all people saw was the Sylvester Stallone version. Carl Urban. He killed that movie. It was awesome. And like you said, it was a great story. Mm. I mean... And people just like, ah, eh, nah, it's been done. 
And we're not trying this again. It's not a main mainstream character anyway. No, but yeah. Well, it, it, it go. I mean, hell, Rise of Skywalker was a cool title. I thought I was like, oh, that's interesting. How that makes sense for this trilogy. But then when I saw Duel of Fates, I'm like, no, that's no, cooler. That, that is a quick a side note. Ending quick side ending. note. What Duel of Fates. Is, is a, a song, song from, from episode one. Episode yeah. one, yeah, exactly. Uh, Obi Wan and Qui Gon were fighting. Yes. Darth Maul. Yeah, it's. I mean, you know, th- which is so amazing in itself. Yeah, you know, and because uh, that sets the tone of that fight in the whole movie and the climax of that movie. It's like, yeah, wow, if that title would have came out for this movie, the bar would have been set really high because that is still like one of the best Star Wars songs out there besides the Imperial March. Do you know that is still to this day the only song that has come out that the orchestra has created that was requested on MTV Live? Really? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> it was the only, It's the only orchestral song that's ever been requested huh. on that. So, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, the London, London Orchestra, I think, did that, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the okay. London Symphony Orchestra, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they do all the music with John Williams, and they're they're really master musicians over there. They kill it every time. But I was just, man, I, I hate sitting here thinking about it because it's just like, what did we miss? Oh, What yeah. did this world miss out on? Because they were so concerned with making people happy that you gave us that fan, which I still appreciate the fan service. Right. I'm not yeah. saying it shouldn't have happened. I'm saying you could have incorporated it into a fleshed out good story exactly all you you hired that man for a reason you committed to that man to do this job you mm-hmm. let that man do it. unless he's giving you reasonable doubt like how solo was getting messed up by those uh i forget their names what were their names oh. the guys that did the lego movie oh son yeah. of a bitch what were their names they i mean they were they were messing up that movie they were just going with total ad lib they weren't following the story that they had pre- been presented for the movie Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Yeah. They were just going for pure ad-lib, all that stuff, which it still could have ended up being a good movie. You never know. Maybe they would have pushed together a really good movie. I can understand that at that point, but just because you didn't get the story you exactly wanted doesn't mean you shut this down. You say, okay, That's right. you know what? You're the filmmaker here. You're the guy I trusted to do this. You're the one that everybody's expecting to do this. Let's just see what you can do. Let's see what happens. Right. You should have just ran with it. And God damn it, this is the boat you find yourself in because you didn't do it. I'm going to interject something here. I hope at some point in time that, because I've, I've listened to this on uh, podcasts, I've listened to it on you know YouTube mm-hmm. videos and stuff like that, being read, you know, the script yeah. and being the story being told. I hope at some point in time they at least maybe license it to be... Like an animated movie or something? Not even an animated movie. A book? Just a book. Oh, yeah. Just Absolutely, yeah. Like a Star Wars it's, story Exactly. Or yeah. I mean, it's... That would have been really cool. It would be great. Because even the people who were reading it, you know, through on there, you know, we, we skimmed over it a bit, but, you know, they were going in depth on it. Reading through it, it engrossed you. I mean, you just sat back and were like, oh, wow. Nah. I, well, yeah. Well, I think that's because we're so hungry to have an actual amazing episode nine yeah and rise like i said before rise of skywalker was a good movie it was a decent flick it was a good watch right it's just after reading this it was this was so much better it could have been so much more and instead you fucked it up like i i was behind disney from day one when they (laughs) bought this franchise and i still am i still think they can do some good this is the one sour note for me 
but damn if this wouldn't have been a better movie. Oh, it would have been tremendously better. I mean, I think you like you hit it on the head earlier. You know, the death of Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Uh, some other issues that were going on behind the scenes hampered this movie. Yeah. Hampered the making of this well, script. like I said, it's the lack of commitment. Like, yeah. the studios are so scared nowadays. All they care about is making that billion-dollar movie. Not every movie yeah. is going to be a billion-dollar movie. You just got to be resigned to that. This would have been a billion-dollar movie. And ironically, you know, yeah, Rise of Skywalker is <laughs> almost going to be a billion-dollar movie. Well, it is a billion-dollar yeah. movie, but it, this would have been maybe a two- or three-billion-dollar movie. Could've this could have been, been so been much more, but you were so... I mean... If ands and could have should have would have I mean yeah that's they don't, what we're they, stuck with right now yeah this is what we're stuck with and this is what we have to live with yeah. but it's just that what if scenario hell Disney should do a like how Marvel's doing with what if yeah they, they should, should do, do something this. like that like, yeah, what if here's yeah. a new episode nine like duh. you know what that's you know if Disney wanted to do something really fucking cool they would just go and make that movie with Colin Trevorrow and say okay. Y'all didn't like Rise of Skywalker. Let's do a redo. How do you like this instead? And see if they would. People would go for that. Like you said, you're not. You don't want a big cinematic uh, debut. No. Make it an animated. Yeah, absolutely. Do whatever you have to do with that. Or yeah, hell, make it a Disney Plus series or something. something. Yeah, something. Make it a Skywalker, or a Star Wars universe story or something. I mean, it could be new. That things would be you great. Could do this with. And maybe they will, because Kathleen Kennedy, the lady who ran this whole show, she's leaving. Yeah. So whoever comes up next may have said, you know what, let's do some crazy shit with Star Wars that hasn't yeah. been done before. I mean, Star Wars was a genre-defying, world-changing phenomenon. Certainly. Who's to say it can't be again? Who's to say this this new person can't come in and say, fuck it, let's flip the script, let's do this. And go make this movie and say, okay, y'all didn't like Rise of Skywalker, that's fine. Here's a new episode nine. You get to pick your ending at this point. Which one do you like better? We've made you both. You walk away. You you can show your family all the other movies, and then this is your ending. Whichever one you want to give. Yeah. That gives everybody the choice to say, okay, here's what it was. Now, I do not, by any stretch of imagination, suggest this is a general big business practice, but that would be something cool that would change that would everything. Be cool. That would be cool. I mean, yeah. I mean, like you said, they're not going to do it because of the... Business practices, but yeah. Well, the money that goes money, into it too. Yeah, but who much. cares? You know you're gonna make your fucking money back. It's Star Wars. How the hell could you not make your money back? Over the long run, you are exactly. Star Wars is one of the highest grossing franchises in the world, and it's got less movies in it. It's got a fraction of the movies that you know MCU has. Right. So it's gonna make its money. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a Star Wars movie that was a dud ever. Right. Well, that's not true. Solo didn't make that much money. It made its money back and plus some, but not enough to warrant more, which, like I've talked about, I would love to see a sequel with Ron Howard fully behind the chair the whole time for script and everything. I think that would be a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, it would be good. <laughs> but I, I think Kathleen Kennedy needs to step away. You know, you need the change of the guard. She's up there in age. Maybe it's time some fresh blood comes in and takes over and says, okay, here's what we're going to do. So maybe John Favreau. Hey, he's doing a great job with the Mandalorian. Yeah, so. I'd be cool with that. And he learned from the best. Kevin Feige, like I said, there is he is bar none. He yeah. knows what he's doing and he commits to it. Now he is flexible to change with it as it goes, but he still gives it the time it needs. I mean, how many times have we seen them push back a movie, cancel a movie, or whatever because they know it needs more time in the oven before it comes out to the general public? Right. So. They need to take more pages from his book. Yeah, I think so. I think that's a good 
point. He is a once in a lifetime genius that should become the standard personally. But well, no, I mean he's everything's he's got the Midas touch. You know, everything yeah. he's touched has turned gold, to gold, quite literally, I mean, literally. Yeah. Well, I don't got anything else on this, Mark. I'm I'm about petered out at this point. What else yeah. you got? Hey, I'm not much on this <laughs> on this film. I mean, you know, we made our points known, man. Well, if you get the chance to find the script and read it online, read it. Take yeah. the time. It's worth reading. Hell, I want to find it and read it and print it out and put it on my Star Wars bookshelf just so I can read it anytime I want. This is what it could have been, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> won't be that old bastard. But anyways, I, I mean, I want to know what you guys think. If you would have loved to have seen this movie, I would have. And I know several people that would have loved to have seen it. Hell, my buddy that saw Rise of Skywalker, when he talked about this, he goes, I was just playing the movie, but after reading that script, he goes... What the fuck? That would have been way better. Way better. Yeah, oh way, gosh. way better. So. Oh my gosh. Well, if you got nothing left, Mark. Yep. I've been Kendrick. And I'm Mark. And this has been Movies in Black and White. We'll see you next time.